0: Hello and welcome. This is episode three of the High Altitude Adventures podcast. My name is Mikhail and my guest today is Dr. Kirby Rania. Hello, Kirby. Hi, Mikhail. How
1: are you? Can't wait to talk to you.
0: Kirby is a space explorer, PhD in planetary geology, space tourism tour guide, and most importantly for today's podcast, is a zero-G coach, because today we'll talk about weightlessness experience, zero-G weightlessness or parabolic flights. That's right.
1: Four, three, two, one, One, zero.
0: So Kirby... uh, Let's talk about weightlessness, uh, parabolic flights. And first I'll tell you how I came to that. Uh, I I knew about weightlessness uh, training a long time ago. I, I was related to space programs and uh, I knew that astronauts, cosmonauts uh, trained in these uh, fancy airplanes, but I always thought they're just for professionals. I, I had no idea they became uh, available for common people. And in 2021, I personally started researching this whole field and I found out how available and affordable they became and this was one of the factors which turned me into this high gear mode on space travel uh, enthusiasm and actually forced me to quit my previous job and jump into this whole new wonders of startup. Let's talk about weightlessness, parabolic flights. Uh, You've done that before, you're a zero-g coach. Tell us about that in general, like for five-year-olds, uh, what is that? What we're talking about?
1: Okay. So parabolic flight or the ability to experience weightlessness without leaving earth. Uh, you you go in an airplane and the airplane flies in a bunch of hills and valleys and hills and valleys through the sky, almost kind of like a roller coaster in the sky. And every time the airplane goes over the top of the hill for about 20 seconds or so, everything inside the aircraft is weightless. There, you can't experience gravity and so you just float around you bounce around like an astronaut you can fly you can flip upside down you can go sit on the ceiling if you want to uh and when we do that with the zero gravity corporation we do that 15 times in a row so you get about four minutes of weightlessness overall
0: so uh, we talk about americans uh, nasa inspired weightlessness training so there are some projects in u.s i know there are projects in f- at least one project in france uh, associated with the european space agency i'm sure uh, Ch- chinese have the same thing so now some of these previously astronaut related uh, projects become avail- became available for commercial use. And I know Zero G Corp became really commercial. Uh, are they now 50, 50, mostly commercial, or they're mostly uh, astronauts related with some portion of their flights related to commercial experience?
1: So, yeah, no, great question. So the Zero Gravity Corporation, a lot of the, the revenue is kind of split between three different streams. And one is just consumer flights. Anybody can go to the website, gozerog.com and book a seat. If you book through me, uh, I can get you a discount. Uh, uh, another another portion of their business is uh, charters—people who want to ch- rent out the whole airplane for their private events—and about and another section of their revenue stream is from the research you're talking about. So it's a lot of it is it would be NASA-funded or related uh, research to look at the effects of weightlessness and reduced gravity on various technologies or for different science experiments, and so. I don't know about the exact percentage breakdown, but those are kind of the three revenue streams uh, that zero gravity uses and, and who that's available to.
0: And uh, the feel of weightlessness, is it the same as the real weightlessness in space? Yes. Or slightly different?
1: Yes, no, it is, it is, it's exactly the same physics that makes you weightless on an airplane as what allows astronauts to feel weightlessness in orbit around Earth. Uh, it's, it's Newtonian ballistic physics if you go back to freshman year physics, if you took that, um, it, it feels the same, except that it only lasts for 20 seconds. Whereas for an astronaut on, say, the International Space Station, it, it lasts for for months at a time. Uh, but the feeling, the physics is exactly the same.
0: Okay. Now, how does it work? Uh I want to go there, someone wants to go there, they go online. And as I mentioned, Zero G Corp is the name of the company, one of the yep. companies which are doing this. You you find the calendar, you find the locations where they're right. flying, um, at what time, and you book, and then you show up. And how does it work then? So what happens on the day you arrive?
1: No, that's a great question. So I'll kind of walk you through the, that that process, that timeline. So here in the United States, we have the Zero Gravity Corporation, GoZeroG.com. And they currently operate one, one aircraft. It's a Boeing 727, just kind of like a commercial airliner. Um, they're currently purchasing a second airplane, uh, but they, they have one or two airplanes and they fly them around to different cities in the country. And you, you go on their website and you see what city they're flying out of when, and then you just arrange to be there at the same time. Um, and so you buy a ticket online, just like you might book an airline ticket online. And uh, you show up the day of, uh, or, or maybe the night before, and the flight's almost, almost always in the morning. And you come to the FBO, the fixed-base operator. That's like the small terminal uh, at the airport for private aviation. And we'll feed you a, a simple, light breakfast. It's good to have a little bit of simple food in your stomach. So we'll serve bagels and fruit. We try to discourage uh, too much coffee or anything that's terribly acidic or high in fat. So we go for a carb-heavy and fiber-heavy uh, light breakfast before then. Uh, then we have a safety briefing. We'll also give an overview of the company, uh, an overview of the things you can expect in weightlessness. And uh, we, you get a flight suit, just like the one I'm wearing right now. And if you're a first time flyer, your name tag will be upside down to indicate that you've never been in weightlessness on a parabolic flight. And after your first flight, we have a name badge flipping ceremony. You can flip your name badge right side up to show that uh, you're now a zero gravity veteran. And that's a tradition starting with NASA going back decades. And so we just uh, revived that with, with zero G. Um, you, the, the back of the aircraft has normal uh, airliner seating. It's, it's, um, it's three seats on one side and three seats on the other. It's normal coach seating. You take off, it's like a normal airplane flight. We even have the seatbelt safety uh, briefing uh, from one of the flight attendants. And we do have at least two FAA certified flight attendants on board at all times. Uh, and then the, the front two thirds of the aircraft uh, there's no seats. There's no overhead bins. It's just padding. And so as the airplane gets to its uh, region of airspace where it does the maneuvers, uh, people come out into the padded area. We take a group photo. The people lay down on the ground because um, in between sections of zero gravity, we actually have what we call hypergravity. Mm. Um, the airplane has to pull up, of course, between its parabolic arcs. And we actually pull almost twice the force of gravity, almost 2 Gs. It's about 1.8 Gs. And it doesn't hurt. It's not even uncomfortable. It just feels like there's like a really heavy blanket laying on top of you. And that lasts for about 45 seconds or so. Uh, And then uh, you eventually uh, feel the gravity just melt away, even to the point where you can just tap the floor, and your body just magically floats up to the ceiling. Uh, At the end of one of those parabolas, uh, you'll hear a flight attendant uh, call out, Feet down, coming out, and that means to rotate right side up, get your feet down underneath you because gravity is coming back on. And we do that a total of 15 times. Uh, Then we provide uh, light snacks, which it usually feels good to eat something light after that and have some water. And then you sit back down in the seats, and then it's like a regular airplane flight. After that, you come back and you land. Uh, You have a re-gravitation ceremony. Uh, You flip your name badge if if you're a, 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 a newbie up until that point um and you get a you get a pin in some commemorative swag to help you remember your time and weightlessness and then you then you're on your own to go find your next next adventure or to do it again
0: so basically for the same price you have two experiences you have weightlessness and you have g-forces extra g's in the same that's thing. right and two g's uh for reference i would say spacex launched three to four g's yep. experiencing on the way up and probably about the same on the way down so you're halfway there to the real g-forces of right. the
1: space flight i also mentioned that the hypergravity the 1.8 g's is about two-thirds of the gravity of the gravity on jupiter the giant planet so you, you experience a little bit of jupiter's gravity uh when you pull up between parabolas what about the airplane are
0: these normal commercial airplanes just pulled from the commercial service and off we go or there were some modifications done to them
1: it, it's mostly a uh quote unquote, off the shelf commercial airplane, there's a few modifications. Our aircraft in particular had a career uh, flying for a commercial airliner, then it uh, spent some time as a cargo airplane. Uh, And so it has a cargo door in the side of the aircraft. That's also helpful for when we do uh, research experiments on board, but it's a normal Boeing 727. Uh, It it looks like a normal commercial aircraft. There's a few modifications to help the hydraulics work better in, in zero gravity and there is an accelerometer in the cockpit to show the pilots how much uh, acceleration the aircraft is experiencing. But other than that, it's a a very normal airplane. In fact, any airplane, really any airplane uh, going back since the beginning of aviation, is capable of flying the maneuver that our aircraft flies, with the exception that our aircraft is the only FAA, that's the Federal Aviation Administration here in the United States, approved, government approved aircraft for offering these to the general public without needing an experimental certification or any kind of flight physical or anything. So uh, the certification system is, is, is unique for the Zero Gravity Corporation here in the United States.
0: And I understand that um, pilots have to work really hard to make sure that the airplane follows exact, proper, scientifically, mathematically correct trajectory. Uh, uh, yeah. I so, the, be, uh, even heard that yeah. there may be sometimes three pilots on board because one is watching some particular part of the flight, one is watching the, the roll angle, another watching the pitch angle, and another watching the thrust. So they may have to make sure it follows the proper trajectory, which will ensure the weightlessness for
1: everyone inside. That's right. Imagine a cannonball uh, or some projectile being fired. That's going to follow a ballistic trajectory. In fact, it's going to follow a parabolic arc. And the aircraft needs to fly in a parabolic arc So that it is as if your body was launched into the sky at 500 miles an hour, uh, and your body is just following this path described by gravity and momentum. But then the aircraft just kind of flies around you so that you don't touch the floor or the ceiling. And that's what creates uh, weightlessness, both on the airplane and also really in space, on spacecraft. But you're right, the pilots um, on, on G-Force One, that's the name of the aircraft for the Zero Gravity Corporation, uh, it takes two pilots to fly a parabola. One is controlling uh, the, the pitch and yaw and roll of the aircraft, and the other pilot is adjusting the thrust on the, uh, on the, um, the throttle. And so uh, our aircraft, uh, it's a Boeing 727, it's a tri-jet. There's three jet engines in the back. And one reason that's really great is because one of those engines is right in the center of the aircraft, pushing right through the center of mass, and so what the pilots do on our aircraft is engines one and three on the side, they actually bring those engines back to an idle position. And then that way they can finally adjust the thrust just with the one throttle lever for the center engine. And that allows them to very precisely, uh, if they're getting a little too fast, a little too slow, or maybe not they're steep enough or too shallow, that allows them to really uh, finesse their their parabolic arc that they're flying to best approximate a ballistic trajectory that something would follow out of a gun or a cannon
0: to ensure that the, all the passengers experience the finest and purest form of weightlessness and enjoy it thoroughly. only the best well by now I hope our listeners and viewers are excited enough and the question pops up pops up in their heads a price price how much it costs so sure, sure. How, mu- how much is that how much uh, would you pay for that experience
1: Right. So as of today, so today is uh, July 19th, 2023, the price for a single ticket is $9,070 plus 5% excise tax. Uh, And to put that into perspective, that's about the same as a first class transatlantic ticket between, say, where I am on the east coast of the United States and where you are in Ireland. So uh, just to put that in context, um, for passengers wanting to charter the whole airplane that goes for about $230,000, and people will charter the airplane for weddings or bar mitzvahs or uh, different parties and um, just bring their friends up to have a really fun time. So uh, the price point is uh, spans a wide range, but um, it's, it's not unaccessible for people for whom this is a priority.
0: Maybe companies can do company offsites if they had a really nice year and they can celebrate and style. And yeah, that's and right. The,
1: as a group. Uh, and you said, uh, how many people will it take? Like 20 people max, 25-ish? About 25 to 28 passengers is what we can put on the aircraft comfortably. Um, That leaves a few seats open for flight attendants, photographers, uh, coaches like myself to make sure people have a fun, informed, safe time. Uh, And yeah, so you can bring, so it's 25 to 28 passengers at a time.
0: So you are a coach. You've done that before. How many times did you do that before?
1: I've I've been on a total of 16 zero gravity flights for over an hour cumulative time in weightlessness.
0: An hour, so, okay. And uh, what is your job as a coach? What do you do? You, you right. prep people before the flight, you hang them and chase them and <laughs> wipe them. <laughs> what do you do? Uh,
1: well, we, as a coach, our job is to make sure that people uh, know where to go, when to go. We have to go through airport security. We have to get them seated. Um, we collect their shoes. Uh, uh, once they're on the airplane so that they don't accidentally kick somebody in weightlessness and have it really hurt. We, uh, suggest fun activities to do doing flip, We help people do flips or, or get well spread out through the airplane. So it's not getting too crowded anywhere. Uh, if someone, uh, we make sure that they're comfortable. Sometimes we can give them ginger gum or Dramamine, uh, anti-motion sickness medication. Uh, and, uh, so it's we're there to make sure they have a fun, safe, informed time. Um, one of the things I like to add as a coach, now I'm a, you, you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I'm a planetary geologist. So I explore the planets and the solar system for a living um, working alongside of NASA. And uh, two, of the, or two or three of the parabolas that we do at the beginning of these flights are sometimes Mars or moon gravity parabolas, where it's not weightlessness, but it's either 38% the gravity of Earth, say for Mars, or 17% the gravity of Earth for the moon. And so I like to bring a planetary perspective and, and help passengers understand that the gravity they're feeling connects them sort of in their bones to the exploration going on in the solar system with robotic spacecraft and sometimes even with astronauts. I actually had the good fortune of emailing uh, the Apollo 17 moonwalking astronaut, Dr. Jack Schmidt. He's the only PhD geologist to have gone to the moon, uh, and he's still active in the field. He's, a, he's in his 80s. Uh, Still comes to conferences. And I asked him his advice for walking around in moon gravity. And he said to, you know, don't don't use your normal kind of walking gait because you'll end up bouncing into the the ceiling. The normal bounce in a person's step is enough to just send them up into the ceiling. And so instead, just use your feet, use your ankles, not your knees. Use your ankles and just do little like bunny or kangaroo hops. And that's more than enough to easily move around in inside the airplane in, in lunar gravity. And then, if you compare the video of yourself doing that to video of the Apollo astronauts doing that on the moon, it looks the same because it's the same gravity field uh, in the airplane and on the moon.
0: So that's another proof that Americans actually went to the moon. Because that you is yet yeah, more the, proof that we just fly and bounce like this bunny thing. And okay, if you compare this with the videos, that's the proof.
1: Uh, yeah, that's some of the proof. We did go to the moon. Yes.
0: Uh, you mentioned all those weird things which you may want to do there. Uh, with that in mind, and again, back to me and baby the aircraft, how safe is this whole experience?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. It's completely safe. The company has a perfect safety record. There's never been a problem. It is just as safe as a regular commercial airline flight between airports. Uh, there's, there's never been any incidences, and uh, we have... Our flight attendants go through the same FAA certification process that a more conventional airline would, and in addition to that, we have coaches like myself. We're not FAA certified, but we know our way around weightlessness. We know our way around the airplane, and um, and and we can help passengers uh, have a safe time. The aircraft also undergoes uh, rigorous maintenance on a, on a regular schedule. Um, it's a it's it's a very well put together aircraft, very safe.
0: And on this on the same flight uh with you will they be just commercial people like you or there may be some nasa astronauts maybe or experiences run by smart people in the back somewhere Uh what how what 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 can you see on the flight
1: yeah so a typical flight if it's a consumer flight most most are all of the Passengers on board will be just commercial customers who want to experience weightlessness. Uh, there are other flights where uh, people are doing research. Oftentimes these are teams from universities or industry, academia, uh, or, or, uh, or government, NASA oftentimes, uh, doing different experiments. I think there are a few flights where regular ticket-paying customers can come on board and, and be involved with some of the research that's going on. They can be another pair of eyes or hands. Um, There's also specialty flights where uh, sometimes retired astronauts will fly with customers for certain VIP events. To my knowledge, NASA does not train their astronauts, their active astronauts on the zero-g airplane, uh, but there's no reason they couldn't. Now, uh, commercial astronauts do train uh, on our aircraft, whether, you know, like for the Inspiration4 mission, that was the mission led by Jared Isaacman, uh, purchased uh, four seats on a SpaceX Dragon capsule, orbited Earth for three days, Uh, they trained on our aircraft. Axiom, when they've sent private astronauts to the International Space Station, they train on our aircraft. Um, And it's very common for Virgin Galactic or Blue Origin private astronauts to train for their weightlessness on our aircraft as well.
0: Also, you mentioned briefly, um, let's expand this a bit. Uh, Are there any physical limitations, age, uh, physical conditions? What can go, like, can you feel sick or you
1: can get sick? What can you do to Mm -hmm. prevent that? Right. So the age is the youngest uh, that that's allowed is eight years old and there's no upper age limit. So we've had uh, we you know, we've had uh, we've had elderly people on board and they and they do fine. Um, Sometimes most people do just fine with the up and down motion. A few people might have more stomach upsetness. And so we can give them Dramamine. We have these um, electronic watches that you can wear that send a little electronic pulse that can calm your stomach. We have ginger gum. If you think you might need something more powerful, then I recommend going to your doctor beforehand and asking for a prescription for scopalamine, which is the seasickness patch that you put on your skin, on your neck, behind your ear. And that's a, that, that gets medication through your skin into your bloodstream. And it's really good at making sure that you have a, 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 a happy tummy. Um, but like I said, most people don't have to take anything, and they're fine. Um, And uh, yeah, and it's for all ages. We've had people with extreme mobility limitations enjoy weightlessness. In fact, they get a lot of their mobility back. People who uh, are confined to a wheelchair or need to use crutches or canes. Uh, We've had uh, um, visually impaired people, hearing impaired people on the aircraft. They do great. Uh, Weightlessness is sort of the great equalizer for people's physical abilities
0: and uh during the flight during this whole weightlessness section uh sections of the flight what do people usually do they they just float or they can do the flips or bounce yeah what is allowed can you go as crazy as you want Uh, assuming that people like you coaches will grab you if you go (laughs) too far what what do people do on the flight
1: you can do a lot on a given flight and this is this is this is really fun to talk about so uh don't you know we encourage people not to kick because they might kick somebody in the head. Don't jump really hard using your legs because you'll, you'll just crash into the, you'll crash your head into a wall or ceiling. Um, but, but on the first few parabolas, we encourage people to just completely relax. Your arms will float up in front of you like this if you just completely relax. And there's this sensation you get in your face even. Like right now, Michaela, you and I are sitting in one G and one earth gravity. And even if you're completely relaxed, you're not aware of how much tension is still in your face but in weightlessness, there's this tension that you didn't even know is there that just goes away. And it's some of the most perfect physical peace I've ever experienced. It's phenomenal. And so we encourage people to do that on the first few parabolas until they kind of get their space legs. Uh, and then there are different things you can do. Like you can push off the wall with one finger and go flying. One thing I like to do is to curl up in like a cannonball and just kind of float or do some gentle spins in the middle of the cabin. Uh, another thing you can do is called the hamster wheel. The inside of the aircraft is curved and you've got the straight floor, but then the walls and the ceiling of the fuselage are curved. And so you can just start crawling on there. You kind of create your own little bit of centrifugal force, a little bit of artificial gravity, and you can just kind of stick to the wall, ceiling and floor and just do, do a bunch of loops like that. The most I've ever seen someone do is I think four, but typically you're lucky if you get one all the way done because oftentimes you'll crash into somebody inadvertently, uh, on the towards the end of the flight uh, when people are getting more comfortable uh, you can do what we call the Superman where you 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 get at one end of the of the aircraft and you you go out and you fly like this and then there's a videographer there and a photographer to take your picture and video and it's a great picture it looks fantastic uh, let's see uh, the last few parabolas we bust out the candy and the water and uh, and so we'll there's a I got a great picture where I'm I've got a handful of jelly beans And I just sort of gently let them go. And then there's this expanding cloud of jelly beans and you can fly off the wall and just go like open your mouth and like catch it like a whale and uh, like a space whale, I guess getting, eating jelly beans out of the air, just like taking a jelly bean and tossing it. Um, We also get uh, water and we'll squirt out water. We get like this undulating jellyfish or amoeba of water just floating in weightlessness and if you're really good, you can gently go up to it and kind of just suck it out of the air. Um, what's kind of fun is that sometimes that water will float up to the ceiling and then it just sort of sticks up there. And then when gravity comes back, all that water just starts raining down. So we do that at the very end because uh, it, it gets the inside of the airplane a little bit wet and we have to clean it up. But, uh, but it, that's a lot of fun to see how water and, and jelly beans behave in zero gravity. What's also fun, I, I like to take up a koosh ball. That's like a little rubber ball with all these like little rubber hairs coming off of it. And I like to toss it around or just let it float in front of me. Um, Playing catch in weightlessness is amazing because here on earth, if you want to play catch, you have to arc the ball and the ball follows a parabola, but in weightlessness, everything follows a straight line. And so, so Michaela, if you and I were playing catch with each other, I would just take the ball and I would just throw it straight at you like that. And I could do it really slow. So it just moves unnaturally slowly towards you. And then you can just pull it out of the air and it's a magical sensation uh, your brain doesn't quite know what to do with that and so people end up laughing a lot. It's, it's, it's pure physical joy. So and uh,
0: we are inventing the new sports for the future. The sports which will be used on the space stations or uh, Moon or Mars. Yes,
1: I can't states. wait to see what sporting be, what sporting events and games we have. In fact, one of our colleagues in the space experience economy is working on sports in space. Uh, and a lot of them are inspired by like, uh, Harry Potter style Quidditch, where you're flying around on a broomstick and you you have to catch stuff out of the air. Um, but, but sports will be great. People with physical limitations won't have those limitations in reduced gravity or zero gravity. Uh, and so it can be a great equalizer and and sports would be a lot more fun. I think.
0: What if you're stuck in the middle of this airplane thing, (laughs) uh, and then gravity stops and you are just
1: drop on the floor. Right. Uh, we try not to let that happen, but if it does, it's no problem. Uh, like I said, at the end of every parabola, right before gravity comes back on, the, the flight attendants and we coaches will yell out, feet down, coming out. Uh, and then ideally, you can flip right side up, get your feet underneath you and, and, and land. If that doesn't happen, you're fine. The pilots come back into gravity very gently. They very slowly pull the nose of the airplane up, and gravity returns very slowly. I would say that it's somewhere between moon and Mars gravity, just a, you know, maybe, maybe 20, 30% of earth gravity. So things can just sort of slowly settle down to the floor before full gravity and then hypergravity returns. So um, we don't like it to happen, but uh, people have landed uh, you know, upside down and they're just fine because they, they didn't land with their full force. Also everything's padded. So um, there's, no, there's no sharp corners to bump into.
0: And if we say 20, 25 people on board, these are commercial customers, how many coaches support uh, will be at the same time on the flight to help right. those? So people?
1: on a typical consumer flight, we'll have two to three coaches, plus two flight attendants who can also help, plus a photographer, plus a videographer who themselves have a lot of experience in parabolic flight, and they can kind of be a backup coach if needed. So, so there's plenty of staff members on board to make sure that people are having an informed, safe, fun time
0: so again you made it 16 times many times uh, again how does it feel like what because i i, I just did a swing rope jump okay uh, you know i did a lot of skydives but then right. i did the swing rope and i felt like your stomach goes up and it's not really good feel and right. uh, is it the same in the way no. or,
1: or, or there's 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 none of that i know what you're talking about that, that sense of that your stomach's going up you don't feel that at all on a parabolic flight aircraft. There's none of that unpleasantness of, of the swing or a roller coaster. It's just that gravity melts away. I love weightlessness. We've had some people before their flight, they're a little bit nervous, a little bit scared, like, you're, like exactly what you're mentioning about that, that stomach feeling. And after the flight, without exception, everyone's like, I don't know what I was so afraid of. That was fantastic. That felt amazing. So it's, it's totally magical. It's totally peaceful. It's totally freeing. It can be really disorienting because you can do zero gravity flips and everything, and then you have no idea what direction you're facing. I, you know, there have been times when gravity comes back, and I think I'm at the back of the airplane, but I'm actually at the front of the airplane. I think I'm looking backward, but I'm really looking forward. Uh, it's really disorienting, but not in a bad way at all. Um, but yeah, there's no physical discomfort with with zero gravity.
0: Okay, uh, the last question on the zero gravity. Uh, for me, uh, you said there was commercial there were commercial uh, space tourists training for yeah. for weightlessness SpaceX uh, uh, inspiration. Uh, do you know how much time they spend uh, in this weightlessness uh, simulation to prepare them for the space flight?
1: Uh, I suspect that private astronauts spend the same amount of time as a regular consumer purchasing a ticket. So for a normal flight, that's 15 parabolas. The whole flight in general lasts between one and a half to two hours. Uh, and so, you know, and they could elect to go on multiple zero gravity flights. Um, and, and some people do that. Uh, I've you know, I have I, at this point I have friends who have purchased tickets. They're private astronauts to fly with Blue Origin or Virgin Galactic, and uh, and some of them I've flown in zero gravity with. So um, you know, and and some of them have done it multiple times. So it, it's however much training you want to have. And really, from a from a private astronaut perspective, I really encourage people to. I like to term it: get your zero gravity wiggles out before you fly in space. Do the flips you know, catch the jelly beans out of the air, play catch, do a bunch of somersaults. Because when you fly to space, especially if it's a short suborbital flight where you're only weightless for three to three and a half minutes, you should be glued with your face out the window, taking in our beautiful planet from space. Speaking of planets, uh, I, I want to plug uh, a, a service that I'm able to provide. In addition to being a coach with Zero Gravity Corporation, I'm also an authorized reseller. Uh, if you purchase individual tickets through me, uh, I can give you a small discount Um, But one thing that I bring that's value added is to give you a planetary perspective, a space exploration sense of how your reduced and zero gravity flight connects you to solar system exploration. For example, it turns out that the planet Mercury, the closest planet to the sun, has just as much gravity as the planet Mars, the fourth planet from the sun. And so... And, and sometimes one of the parabolas we do is a Mars gravity parabola, 38% the gravity of Earth. And that sort of gives me an excuse over if you charter the flight a nice meal the night before. I give a presentation on the latest in NASA solar system exploration. What's it like on Mercury? What have our spacecraft, our rovers and orbit are shown us about Mars? Our moon has the same gravity as five other moons in the solar system, four moons of Jupiter and one moon of Saturn. And we've sent spacecraft to all of those moons. And so um, experiencing lunar gravity or, or large moon gravity, uh, 17% the gravity of Earth, gives me an excuse to, to teach folks about the exploration of these really bizarre alien places around the solar system that we've sent spacecraft to. And uh, people can find out more on my website, planx, P L A N E X dot space, S P A C E. Uh, but uh, so I like to bring a strong planetary perspective. To the experience people having on uh, that people have on parabolic flight,
0: but I understand you also have tours on the planet Earth uh, in the yeah. environment similar to the planetary experience you will you may
1: encounter on other planets. Can you talk more about that? What? Yeah, thanks for asking about that. So this is separate from anything with zero g, but uh, I do offer astrogeology training or astronaut analog geology training. Uh, suborbital private astronauts launching out of either West Texas or Southern New Mexico. Uh, with either Blue Origin or Virgin Galactic, see very similar views out the window. And so I've taken groups of Virgin Galactic uh, private astronauts to explore some of the landscapes up close in their face that they're going to see from space. And the idea is to help them better appreciate their view out the window to give them enhanced what we call the overview effect of seeing the Earth from space. And as a geologist, I talk about the lava flows and how they were emplaced and the mineralogy and the Um, Petrology, the the layers in the rock. I talk about the sand dunes at White Sands National Park that's very easy to see from space. Um, But what's so great about New Mexico is that it's very planetary-like in its geologic landform. So the moon, Venus, Mars, Jupiter's moon, Io, they have volcanoes on them. uh, And Earth has volcanoes. And there's volcanic landforms in New Mexico that we explore. And Mars and Pluto and Titan and Venus have sand dunes, piles of blown sand. And White Sands National Park is a great analogy or analog to those places. And so, you know, we'll, you know, almost all, you know, none of these humans, none of these people are ever going to go to Mars physically themselves, but they can sort of visit Mars or visit the Moon by going to these what we call planetary analog landscapes in New Mexico. And I, I'm taking at least two groups this fall, and, and hopefully more. Uh, people want to sign up. Please get in touch with me. Uh, but, but uh, we we do driving tours. We do hiking tours. For people who want to pay a little bit more, we can also do helicopter tours and, uh, and, and explore them both from the air and from the ground. And we just have a really good time sort of exploring the planets on Earth. So
0: basically we can offer the whole package, weightlessness, gravity, uh, moon gravity, planet gravity, landscapes. You can prepare a person for any kind of space flight within our solar
1: system. That's right. And one thing I haven't mentioned yet is asteroid gravity. Uh, some of your listeners might have heard about NASA's DART mission that, def- that practiced deflecting an asteroid so that if one ever was endangering Earth, we could we could nudge it away and have it miss us. Well, asteroids, which are only a few, uh, the small ones are just a few hundred meters to a few kilometers across, and they are almost weightless environments. They have a tiny, tiny bit of gravity, just enough to h- barely hold the rocks together. They're just piles of gravel and boulders held together very weakly by gravity. And so um, we've had spacecraft land on these asteroids. Eventually, we'll probably send humans to asteroids. And so the weightlessness that you feel on board uh, the aircraft is basically asteroid gravity. When astronauts go to asteroids, they're not going to be walking. They're going to be using their fingertips and just gently nudging themselves almost weightlessly across the surface of the asteroid. So. Uh, you, you, It's not just planets and moons you get a tour of, you also get uh, asteroid gravity tours with the Zero Gravity Corporation. Well,
0: I can see the ads in the newspaper. Asteroid exploratory mission is planned. Non-small astronauts are required for extra <laughs> gravity.
1: Right, that, there you go, yeah.
0: Well, Kirby, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. I, I, I'm really inspired by the whole weightlessness, zero-G flights experience. Uh, and as I told you before, that moved me away Mm -hmm. from my previous job into this business because I became so excited uh, by the availability and affordability of this experience. Well, for most of the people, $9,000 once in a lifetime opportunity to experience space. This is a good item for a bucket list. And personally, for me, I will do it one day. I'm sure about it. No doubt. I hope to see you up there. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe you'll be my coach. I'd love to be your
1: coach. And yeah, let's talk about uh, getting you a ticket.
0: And maybe I'll get my 5% discount,
1: was it? That's right, yeah, I can offer people a 5% discount.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you, thank you very much for your time. And uh, I, I was really interested, thank you.
1: Thanks for your time, Mikhail.
0: Thank you for listening. You will be able to find this podcast episode at our YouTube channel and also at all podcast platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Spotify, Apple, iTunes. You can also find all information related to this project and many other space-related and space tourism projects at the website of the idea space travel company, idea.space. Thank you and goodbye.